Yes, 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 indeed. Live, back in action, streaming through your airwaves. This is the Rufus Sports Podcast, presented by the Sports Column. My name is Jason Fearman. You can find me on Twitter at SportsProfit1. That is the number one. The third and three podcast. We'll be back this weekend with Nikki Damien and myself. We got a whole bunch of NFL topics for you guys, like the schedule release, players and teams we think that will rise and fall, amongst other things. We're going to talk about the last dance and have plenty of laughs as usual. I can't wait to get through it with these guys. I love them. They're the best. Third and three coming up this weekend. Right now, we got Rufus Sports, baby. Riding solo for a quick one over here. Um, Maybe spend 20 minutes, half hour with you guys. And there's a specific topic I want to get into. I got a few of them. But let me tell you this one. Um, Top 10 quarterback wide receiver duos in the league currently. Uh, not from last year, so you can't put uh, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins together or anything like that. It's got to be currently in the league, the league right now with players who have played together. That's the way I put my list together. And let me explain this real quick. Uh, Gil Brandt, who does a great job for NFL.com, um, he wrote an article about his top 10 wide receiver uh, quarterback duos. And... Um, you know, I disagreed. You know, he made a lot of good points and everything like that. But uh, I did disagree on the Gil Brandt report for, again, for NFL.com. I want to give him credit, the Brandt report. Um, he had Drew Brees and Michael Thomas first. That I will agree with. Um, obviously, the guy sets the record last year. I mean, what, what else do you want? Michael Thomas with the most, uh, you know, receptions in a single season. What was it, 147, 148, whatever it was. Brees still got it. Um, even Taysom Hill or whatever, Teddy Bridgewater throwing him passes last year. Tom, Michael Thomas is fantastic, and Drew Brees still has it. He's not what he once was, but I think that is the most consistent, dynamic wide receiver duo uh, with quarterback in the league right now. I do agree with that. So I have them number one on my list, as a matter of fact. Um, my list definitely starts to differ a lot after that from his and from a couple of others I've seen where, you know, Patrick Mahomes is at number one uh, with Tyree Kill. I'll get to him. There's a couple that I want to throw out there real quick, and these are ones that I really can't understand. <laughs> Guys, listen, Kyler Murray has not thrown a pass to DeAndre Hopkins yet in the NFL. It's going to happen. We're going to see it eventually, hopefully sometime in September. The league will start. But Kyler Murray, yes, I like what he's gotten. DeAndre Hopkins, we know he's the top three wide receiver in the NFL, but they have not played together yet. So how can you rank them in the top 10, let alone number three on the list? I find that incredible. And that's ahead of guys like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, who, as far as I'm concerned, are absolutely lethal. I'll go through my list. And there's uh, even one more I wanted to bring up. Uh, Two more, as a matter of fact, Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Yeah, no doubt. Talent all over the place. We'll see what Tom Brady's got left. He's going to need time to adjust to these wide receivers. And you know what? What if Curtis Godwin becomes the number one wide receiver? You know, they got a lot of guys to throw to over there. So you can't just say Brady and Evans are number six on the list. It doesn't make sense. And going down to the end of it, he's got Phillip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton. All right. These are all potential. I get that. If you want to go with potential, I totally understand that. But, again, these guys have not played together yet. So going through that and trying to make that the point, I went with my list. And the important thing about it is, again, is that these guys have played together before and usually, you know, for quite a few years. So 
let me go through my list. I got a couple other things I'll go through you guys, but um, hit it, hit me at the, at sports profit one on Twitter, because I'd love to hear from you guys regarding the potential. If you think that should be added, or if you think that we should just go with what we've seen so far in the NFL between quarterback and wide receiver, like I said, number one, Saints, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. I do agree there with him. Um, next for me, like I said, it's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That's it. That's all you got over there. He doesn't have anybody else to throw to, and that could be the reason. But regardless of it, they're dynamic together. I mean, I don't know what their percentage is. It's close to Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. But when Aaron Rodgers throws the ball Devontae Adams' way, he's catching it, all right? I mean, these guys are big time together. So they're number two on my list. Number three, got to go with Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I was debating Travis Kelsey, but it's a wide receiver list. So, of course, you got to go Tyree Kill. I mean, those two guys are dynamic players in themselves. And what they do together on the field, incredible. I can go back to the Super Bowl just a few months ago and, you know, kind of like stab myself in the eye with what's going on with that. And that damn play third and freaking 109 yards to go. And he completes that pass to Tyree Kill with nobody around him for 20 yards. And they end up winning the game going down by a field goal at that point. We all know what happened. I don't want to throw up on the freaking radio over here. This is ridiculous. Chris Jones batting down balls. Oh, give me a break. What happened? What happened? Anyway, listen, getting on with the list. Matt Bryan and Julio Jones were ranked a little bit too high, like two. I know they've been around for a long time together, playing together for, geez, how many years has it been now? Ten? Something like that. Maybe going on the 10th year, maybe even a little bit longer. I got to look that up. But I got them number four. They definitely have chemistry. There's no doubt about it. We know how great Julio Jones is. Matt Ryan, I don't know where he falls in the category of the quarterback list right now, but the two of them together definitely make a lot of sense. So they're in number four. The Cowboys, believe it or not, with Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, after what I've seen after the past year and a half, um, yeah, I'm going to put it up there. And now that C.D. Lamb is going to be on the other side, I think Amari Cooper will get more single coverage if Lamb proves to be the wide receiver that the Cowboys and other people think that he will. So I think that's going to help out Cooper a lot. I got the Cowboys at number five with Prescott and Cooper as the quarterback wide receiver duo there. Number six is one that I haven't seen in really any of the lists I've been looking at, and I'll double check, but the Vikings, how do you leave out Kirk Cousins? And maybe it would have been Stefan Diggs, but I'm going with Adam Thielen. And by the way, that's another one. Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, please. I don't want to see that in there. I love Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs is phenomenal, but they haven't played together yet. So I don't want to see that on the list. But six, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, those guys got a great chemistry. And one can definitely argue they had a better chemistry on the field than Diggs did with Cousins. So at number six, I like the Vikings, Cousins, and Thielen. Number seven, I'm going with Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. They have a great, you know, dynamic relationship on the field. They seem to know where each other is going to be. And it's usually Russell Wilson extending plays by five to seven to eight seconds. And he'll find Lockett tiptoeing in the back of the end zone. So, you know, you think maybe you'd have him a little bit higher, even though other lists have him lower. Um, I'm going to have him over here. I believe it's at, what am I, at number seven right now with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. And that may change by mid-year or even earlier with DK Metcalf because that guy is coming along. But we all know who has listened to the show before 
and third and three, along with the Rufus Ross podcast over here. I love Russell Wilson, even though I'm a 49ers fan. I mean, God, that guy does everything. How could you not respect him? Coming in number eight, this one may shock you a little bit. They haven't been together that long, but what they've done together has been phenomenal. Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay. Yeah, a little strange at number eight. I can understand that. Maybe you want to put a few other guys up there. I do get it. Maybe you want your Kyler Murray and your D-Hop in there, whatever it is. But, guys, Matthew Stafford is probably the most underrated quarterback in the NFL because he really hasn't had anything. Like, remember when Barry Sanders had nothing with the Detroit Lions? Same thing with Stafford. Yeah, they gave him a good wide receiver, obviously, here and there. He had Calvin Johnson. That was great. But no running game, no defense, no nothing. The 0-16 is going to be held against him. But Matthew Stafford was drafted number one by the Lions uh, back in 1913 for a reason. That guy still has got it, and I like him and Kenny Galladay as a combination at number eight. Going to number nine. Nine and ten, this is where it started getting iffy for me. I've seen other guys, other combinations, of course, and I wonder about it, but um, I'm going to go with the Rams and Jared Goff and Cooper Cup. All right, Cooks is gone. Robert Woods is still there. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. But it seems that Goff and Cooper Cup really have this dynamic relationship. He seems to be always looking for him, and he finds him. He really does. He finds him all the time. Uh, Cup did have his problems last year. He was banged up. It was a big deal, and I totally understand that. But when healthy, oh, yeah, these guys are big time together. They they really are. So. I don't expect a lot out of the Rams uh, as a team this year, but I will tell you this. Those two guys together, they'll put up big numbers. There's no doubt. So that's number nine on my list. And, you know, to kind of give you an idea of some others, like I said, Tom Brady's in there with um, whether it be Godwin or Mike Edmonds. Um, Gil Brandt did have Matt Ryan and Julio uh, Julio Jones at number two. Murray and Hopkins at three. He had Dak and Cooper at four. I had him at five, so I'm not going to argue too much there. Mahomes and Hill at five. I think I had them at three, I believe it is. Let me go back and check my list. Um, Yeah, it was number three. I find that a little bit low. I mean, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill, who's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. So that might be a little bit low. Then he went to Tom Brady. Then Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams at number seven, I find is laughable. This one to me is a little bit laughable because we only saw it for a half a season. He, at number eight, he had Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown. And I'm not picking on Gil Brandt. I think the guy's great. Uh, listen, he is where he is for a reason. So all due respect to him. And maybe he knows better than I do. And you know what? He probably freaking does. Okay. But Ryan Tannehill to A.J. Brown. Yeah, they started pulling things off toward the end of the year. But a lot of that was based off of Derrick Henry. Uh, we'll see what happens this year. I don't think the Titans are going to be doing much of anything, to be honest with you. I think they're one of the teams to take a really big step back. So um, I don't have them on my list. Um, he does at number eight. Uh, he went along with me with Stafford and Galladay. He has them at nine. I have him at eight. Then, like I said, he put Philip Rivers in there with uh, T.Y. Hilton. But going to my last one now, this one could be really shocking. This one I haven't seen anywhere, and I believe it's a big one. It's Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns. Yes, at number 10, Baker Mayfield two. Oh, uh, Jarvis Landry, not Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, I thought you know you're gonna go, you know, OBJ over there. No, not Odell Beckham Jr. No, I, I look, Landry's one of those guys who catches 100 balls a year. He's got that uh rapport going on a little bit better. Maybe, uh, again, 
we see Beckham Jr. coming out this year and, you know, taking, you know, the NFL, you know, by storm and having a great year with the Browns and Landry feeding off of him and the other weapons they got over there. I expect better things out of the Browns this season. I'm not saying that they're an 11-12 win team, maybe a 9, maybe a 10 win team. But I like the Browns and Baker Mayfield, the Jarvis Landry, proved even last year that that was his favorite target. And I think it will continue to be. How much will it bother Odell? If they're winning and he is getting the ball, maybe not as much. But we'll see because we know these wide receivers are divas. So, again, 1 through 10, I got Breeze to Thomas, number 1. Number 2 is the Packers, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. 3, Chiefs, Mahomes to Hill, Falcons. Number 4, Ryan to Jones. Number 5. Dak Prescott to Amari Cooper. Number six, Vikings. Think about it. Kirk Cousins to Adam Thielen, especially now that Stefan Diggs is gone. All right. Number seven, Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Unbelievable. One of my favorite players in the league, and I think the best quarterback in the league. You can go to the sports column, thesportscall.com, read that article. It was Patrick Mahomes versus Russell Wilson. And they have similar careers at the beginning of the career. But, look, Wilson's been in the league now, what, eight, nine years? And Mahomes has been incredible, obviously MVP of the Super Bowl. I love the guy. Not taking anything away from him. But I still think Russell Wilson is a better quarterback. So, again, I got him with Tyler Lockett. It could be DK Metcalf at some point this year. Going to number eight, the Lions, Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay. They hook up. Matthew Stafford, big time underrated. I hope that he's healthy. Last year, they started out well. Let's see if they can do it again. They got rid of some players on defense. They try to fix things in the draft. Let's see what happens. Again, they're in a pretty tough division with Green Bay, Minnesota, who both went to the playoffs last year. And Chicago, who's going to try to turn things around. Again, that defense that they ride on. But let's see if Nick Foles gets in there or if Mitch Trubisky gets a fire lit under his you-know-what and uh, starts to perform like they hope that he would have in his second year the way that he did. Moving on, number nine, the Rams, Jared Goff, Cooper Cup. I don't love Goff. I said that when he came out. I said that even after he had that big year. I didn't really think great things were going to happen for this guy. And you know what? I hope I'm wrong. I don't wish anything uh, bad against him except for the fact that they play in the same division of my 49ers. So, uh, you know, in, in that case, yeah, let him put up numbers, but maybe not a lot of points. But those guys do have a great connection together, even with Cooks and Woods being there last year in the last couple of years. I know Cooks is gone now, gone over to um, the Houston Texans, as a matter of fact. So instead of DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to be Brandon Cooks as Deshaun Watson's maybe favorite new target. That is if, uh, depending on Will Fuller, being on the field full time. So we'll see about that. Last one again, Browns, Baker Mayfield to Jarvis Landry, not Odell Beckham Jr., not OBJ. They're the ones who have the chemistry. Chemistry is everything. You know where your guy is. You feel it. That's why you practice. You understand these things. There are certain guys, even though one may have more skill, quote unquote, than the other, may one be faster, whatever it is, run better routes. Some of them just get open a little more. Some of them read the quarterback's mind if you want to call it that, or if they're on the same page, um, little hand signals, whatever it may be. So certain quarterbacks and wide receivers do have that. 
Um, and that's what makes him really successful, like a Peyton Manning and a Marvin Harrison. I mean, he could look at him and one of his eyes would change colors or something like that. Marvin Harrison would know exactly what to do. Just really incredible stuff. But yeah, Mayfield and Jarvis at 10. That's my top 10 for now. That was in response to, with all due respect, Gil Brandt from NFL.com. Again, my major point was three on his list when we're talking about Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, and Kyler Murray with Hopkins all being new quarterback wide receiver duos. I don't know how you can put them on a list of the top 10 right now in the league until they at least throw a pass to each other and complete one. So let's see what happens with that going forward. Maybe we'll change this around. Maybe I'll write another article about it. We'll talk about it on the podcast. But for now, I really wanted to go through that with you guys. There's more I want to talk about, you know, best players at each position coming in to see the rookie impacts. What do we think the future is like with the quarterbacks? Lamar Jackson, is it going to be more of him with the running style? Is it going to be more of a Patrick Mahomes who wants to use his arm a lot more and can use his feet? Obviously, being an athletic quarterback is what's really important in this game. Not many guys really just sit back there anymore. Really, the two ones that do come to mind for the most part are going to be guys that are going to be retiring in the next year or two, and that's Breeze and Brady. So kind of funny how things work out. Uh, Paying the running backs on a separate scale. I'm never for that. I don't want to give any players or make any players feel that they're more special than others, even though quarterbacks we know are in a class of their own. But I kind of wanted to get into that. we got so much more, and we're really going to hit a lot of it and most of it and as much as we can, including the last dance. And freaking Mike Tyson trying to come back. Is that for real or is that just hopefully for charity like I heard? Oh, man, that would be something else. Guys, listen, again, I know a short episode today. Just me. I'll be back with Damian and Nikki on Sunday. Can't wait for it for now. This is The Root for Sports Podcast. I love you. For now, we are out. Guys, listen to a little bit of music before I get you out of here. And again, we'll see you over the weekend. Roof of Sports, presented by the Sports Column. Let's go. Oh, my God.